0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
2: to make the switch today. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts.
1: Welcome to Rico Bronia, where we predict the 2023 New York merits. And We bring in a guy who I agree with like 95% of the time. The man who proclaimed that we won the division in June, <laughs> and now that's his most infamous thing. The overnight host of WFN, the star of SNY, Sal Licata. Do, Sal, how you
3: doing? Do man? we really agree 95% of the time? No. In the way. We disagree. No at least that amount of time. I'm pretty good, man. I'm excited for the season.
1: I found myself annoyed the other day because I fell asleep with Sal Licata on the radio. And when I fall asleep with people on the radio in my dream, I start arguing with them. But since I'm hearing them on the radio, they're (laughs) not responding to me and I get very offended. So I fell asleep with you saying, who cares that Darren Ruff may be on the team. And I was responding to you and you were never responding. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So I disagree with you about 86% of the time.
3: Hand wave. Hand wave for you when you sleep. Like, I didn't want to deal with your Darren Ruff hate.
1: I know. Well, it's, listen, it's not hate. It's just that he sucks. Are
3: you well, okay with you the fact he's that he's him, by
1: the way? He's the
3: 26th man. On the, he's not even right. on the roster, not by right. the way. He's not even on the roster. It's irrelevant. He's irrelevant.
1: No, no, he was never. See, this is where we disagree. He, he was never the 26th guy on the roster. He was going to be the designated hitter against left-handed pitching, which was going to happen twice in the first three games against the Marlins. That's not the 26th guy on the roster. Tim Lecastro is the 26th guy on the roster. I agree, but Darren Ruff was going to have a prominent role on this team.
3: No, no, I don't think he will. Well, see, my bigger issue is that, like Vogelback, is a problem he's a prominent figure on this team who's going to be starting in their lineup at DH. He's a prominent figure. That to me is where the focus should be. Not on Darren Ruff, who, yeah, all right, he's one of the last guys on the bench. You don't want to give him 26. Fine. He didn't even make the friggin' team. And not only that, if he did, yeah, he was going to be platooning against lefties. That's it. And if he didn't get the job done, he was going to be cut anyway. So uh, Vogel back's a bigger issue for me. That was my argument or my point.
1: Yeah, I so here's the thing with Vogelback. I think that when he faces right-handed pitching and you keep him exclusively in that role, he's proven he's a productive player. Bull like last crap. year, he was... Bull crap. What do you mean bull crap? How bull is that
3: bull crap? crap? Bull crap. What does he do? He walks? Well, he, he walks.
1: He gets extra base uh, hits. Well, he hits, base, hits for a little hits, bit of pop, not enough bull,
3: pop. Bull crap. He's a, he's a guy who cannot run. He cannot field. He does not hit for average, and he does not hit with power. So, again, I ask, what does he do? He gets on base. He looks for walks. He gets on base.
1: He clogs the base paths. Well, he's not fast and he's bad defensively. Obviously, I don't disagree with that. But against right-handed pitching, he hits for power. He gets on base. He's a yeah. productive player against right-handed pitching. Had, that's what he's he been throughout Homer. his career.
3: He had 18 homers last year w- w- total. That's, that's power to you?
1: Well, no, he he did not hit for enough power when he came over here. He didn't produce as much as the hope was based on what he was doing in the first half of the season with Pittsburgh. Now, he wasn't as bad as Darren Ruff by any stretch, but he wasn't productive enough. Here's the
3: bottom line. You know what he is? He's a good brewer. He's a good pirate. He cannot be a New York Met on a team that is trying to win a World Series. Go get a real DH. That's my issue. They didn't have the options there at the deadline last year. Fine. I understand it. They have to do better than Daniel Vogelback. That's the bottom line.
1: Well, I think that we're going to see how he produces in the first half of this season. If he doesn't produce enough, either the internal options of a guy like Brett Beatty becoming the DH or being aggressive at the trade deadline, much more so than we saw last year, and getting more productive players. Right. But I think for now, he's going to get a crack at it. I wasn't overly concerned about spring training. Spring training's weird. Like, Tommy Pham did nothing. Does that mean he should never get an at-bat for the New York Mets? Probably not. Like Spring training is... I think sometimes, like, with Ruff, it it mattered more because he was so bad last year that he continued it. But for certain other guys, it doesn't matter.
3: I also don't think – I don't think Ruff was healthy. So they could say, you know, that he was, but I think it was up and down, plus the production or lack thereof last year, plus the bad spring.
1: What the hell is going on? What are you, like, related to him? Like, what – why no, are I'm you just, going out of your way to defend this bum? You had Vogel back. You want to call him a fat uh, slob? I'm not What's defending like Ruff.
3: I'm saying that part of the reason why I think he got released was I don't really believe he was 100% healthy. Plus, he wasn't very good. I'm not defending Ruff. I just don't understand all the fuss about it. Like, Did you really think Darren Ruff – let's say he made the opening day roster. Did you really yeah. think Darren Ruff is going to be a significant part of this team moving forward? He wouldn't have been I on the roster. I thought he
1: was – no, no, I thought he was going to play against every left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Why all else is year? he there? All year? Yeah. And then like no, the- no, 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 no. Okay. Not all year. At some point, they would have realized what we all realized, which is he sucks, and they would DFA him. Right. I wasn't sure when. Right. Okay. But you saw
3: it last year with Cano. They still won 101 games. You saw it last year with J.D. Davis and Dom Smith. Like, So it happens. The guys in April, we talk about this all the time for years, you and I. like, The roster in April is not going to be anywhere what it is in October, assuming that they I, No, I agree.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think the difference was Billy Epler made this trade. You know, he inherited Robinson Cano. He inherited J.D. Davis. He inherited Dom Smith. Billy Epler literally traded four human beings for Darren Ruff. Right. That was his decision. So there's a little bit of can he own the mistake that he made? But I want to start with with these Mets over-unders with DH because I find this interesting. Last year, the Mets production at DH was some of the worst in Major League Baseball. They hit 18 home runs at the position, and a bunch of them came from Pete Alonso. When he was DHing on those days, will the New York Mets collectively at designated hitter hit more than 18 home runs in 2023?
3: God, that is a great, great question. I want to say yes, but I have no faith that they will. Because even though I do believe they're going to get a bigger bat at the deadline this year, I- I'm not sure how, like, I don't like the way that they're already starting it with Vogelback. I don't like the idea that they DFA'd Ruff and didn't. Replace them with Vient, um, Vientos. So yeah. that, to me, is a, is a question mark. I guess best case scenario right now would be Beatty up at third, Escobar DH. Is he going to hit that many there? I probably, if I had to bet right now, I would probably say under that number.
1: Oh, that would be, a, be problem. a problem right I know now. It's a problem. But
3: how could you say anything otherwise right now? Who, we don't even know who the hell it's going to be.
1: Yeah. So the reason I'm going to say. And we're, I'm going I'm to write this down, by the way. So we're going to hold ourselves accountable at the end of the season. to okay. see Who is positive, negative, right or wrong? I'm going to say yes, only because I have more faith in Vogelbach than you do. And I think that on his own, and he's going to DH like 80, 90% of the time. Like There'll be a few days where you want to get Pete a day, a Vogelbach will play for base, space. But I think most of the time, Vogelbach going to be the designated hitter. I think against righties, he's going to eat. I think he's going to hit 18 home runs on his own. Wow. Like, I think he may get to that number, or at least close to that number by himself. Let's say it's 15 home runs. Right. Then by accident, you're going to get over that number of 18. Remember, Dom Smith was DHing a lot early in the season. The guy didn't hit any home runs. Right. So they were getting so little production early on from DH. So I'm going to say over. You're gonna say under
3: Yeah. Peak. I, think, I think it's about Vogelback. I, I I don't think he's good. So yeah, I'll go under based on Vogelback. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Pete, uh, I have to agree with Evan on this. I think that Vogelback, I don't think he's gonna hit 18 himself, but I think he'll get closer to 15, which means that they as a collection, you need to get four or five more home runs. I think that Escobar and maybe Alonso and somebody else could do that. I'm not saying they're going to hit much over 20, but I think they'll hit 20 home runs as a DH.
1: Now, speaking of home runs, this one this is similar. Last year, Met catchers hit seven home runs all season long. Seven. And I think one of them was by Francisco Alvarez late in the season in those final three games against Washington. Will New York Met catchers hit more than seven home runs this year? Tomas Nito's back as a backup. Omar Narvaez obviously replaces McCann. Over-under on seven home runs by catchers this year, matching or surpassing last year's total. Dude, I I honestly had no
3: idea that was the number. That is freaking embarrassing. Like, that's embarrassing. I am 100% going over that. Narvaez will get it by himself. Remember, too— you, who was, uh, who was the, the guy last year? Mosaic. What, what the hell is Mazika Mazika, Yeah. Patrick Mazika Right. So he, the third catcher now is going to be Alvarez. He'll run into a couple. I don't care if he hits a hundred, uh, you know, batting average. He'll hit some homers in the event that he needs to catch. They will go way over that total. They have to.
1: They have. No, no. I. Think that's the best answer is they have to. And by the way, just to further this. So the catchers last year for the New York Mets for a given amount of time was Tomas Nito, James McCann, Patrick Mazika, Michael Perez, Francisco Alvarez. Very, very quick with Alvarez. Combined, they had an OPS of 569, which was 26th in baseball. Combined, they hit seven home runs, which was 29th in baseball. And they hit a combined 217. That, so wasn't, just so even you know, worst? that wasn't even the worst in baseball. No, I know. 29th. I the, Holy I cow. thought the same thing. When I saw that, I was like, wait a second. There was another team that was worse. <laughs> How's that possible? Uh, I'm going to go with, I got to go with yes. Just like you said, I know Narvaez has been up and down, but he did it 22 home runs in a year once. So he should be able to get to that number by himself. Are we going to all go yeses on this, Pete? Yeah, there's no question. I, again, I think Norvales will
0: get 10 plus home runs. So I think I'm coming. I don't think Nito will have more than one, but I think Norvalis will have 10 home runs.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right. Speaking of catcher Francisco Alvarez, the date of Francisco Alvarez's call-up. Now, I disagree with something you just said, Sal. I don't think he's the third catcher. I think if somebody gets hurt, they're going to go to Michael Perez again. They're going to go kind of depth and, hey, we need a guy who can play the position. Francisco is still learning. So I'm not as confident that Alvarez gets any kind of call up before September, barring something bad happening, which is what Buck said. And I, I get why he said it. His point was if Alvarez has to come up early, something bad happened. Either a bunch of guys got hurt. We're getting so little production from the right-handed DH. I don't think it's necessarily a compliment to Alvarez if he's called up. So I'm going to believe Buck even though Buck now lies to us when he says Darren Ruff sitting 650 on the backfields, which was just such crap that he said that I hated that. Mary Buck missed to you. He Sal, was joking when I got freaking around. Come on. It wasn't funny. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say September 7th. I, I think they're going to wait. And I think it's going to be in September. And for some reason, seven is a lucky number to me. September 7th.
3: Sal. I'm going way before that. I mean, you want me to pick an exact month here? Sure. There, He will be up. I don't know. Look, I mean, throwing a, a month at the wall, whatever. But the reason he will be up is because they will need a DH. So it's going to be deep into the year because they want to make sure his game is tight or as complete as it can be. I would say post-All-Star break, I'm going to go – maybe end of July, something like, I'll go I'll go July, the month of July, I think you'll see Alvarez.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, so that would be like a pre-trade deadline call-up, right. which is, I don't know how you felt about this. That's what we all, or me and Pete wanted last year. Before they made any trades, hey, let's see what the kids got. Let's call them up now. Right. Let's see them against left-handed pitching. Let's see. And obviously it never happened. They waited so long to call up any of their young players last year. Uh, I'm
0: going to go the exact opposite of you guys. I'm saying May May 1st, 2024. Wow. He's <laughs> getting called
3: up. 2024. He oh. <laughs> <You> got
0: me. <laughs> yeah, he's not getting called up this year at all, guys. I'm sorry. They've <laughs> made that known. Michael Perez, as you said, is going to be the backup. Barring Nito and Perez and Navarez all getting, like, you know, COVID at the same time,
1: he's not getting called up this year sorry. Wow. Well, you had me for a second. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> yeah. It was like 2024. Oh man. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm trusting the Mets The the Mets are basic. If if we're going to trust what Billy Epler says and what Buck Showalter says, you know, and I think for them, look, sometimes they're going to give us misdirection, but I think their plan is for this guy to be in the minor leagues all year. And if they struggle against left-handed pitching at DH, I think clearly Mark Vientos is going to be the first guy. So it, it would take him failing then before Alvarez gets the call.
3: Which, which I do think is very possible. Like
1: You're I, not high on Vientos? Are you? I mean, not, not really. I'm not. I can't. Look, I'm not high on Mark Vientos. I, I believe he earned the opportunity for us to take a look at him for an extended period of time. I don't think we ever got that last year. I thought he was productive in spring training the times I saw him, even against left-handed pitching. So it's more that's the guy next in line to get the opportunity, especially before the trade deadline. Because what if you give this guy a chance early on and he's really productive? Maybe they don't need to trade for a big bat at the deadline. Maybe that big bat's already there. Or I'm more of just trying to figure out what he is before the
3: deadline. Well, what if they feel like he's not going to be impactful and they don't want to expose him and they could use him as a trade piece at the deadline?
1: it's always a possibility right. that that's what they're thinking, that they don't believe in him. I know that last year, clearly Buck didn't love him because Buck made a comment about someone said, Hey, Vientos had a really good year. And Buck's like, how almost like describe to me how he had a good right. year. Cause I think he and others were down on his defense, which I get. That's a big part of baseball. But...
3: Something, something that I heard while I was down there uh, last weekend was that they, if Vientos was not a hard worker, Oh. and that it took until – I forget the exact injury. Was it Escobar that went down that they brought up eighty? Beatty? Beatty, yes. When that happened, then it was like a light bulb for Vientos, like, oh, crap, I better get moving here. And he started to maybe pick it up a little bit with the work. So maybe that's why he was behind. Maybe that's why Buck wasn't a maybe. But that's something maybe. that I heard while well down there,
1: yeah. Well, the key is, has that changed? That's the most important I do, thing to I be, like – I do
3: think it has. Okay, I do think that it has now because, like I said, Vientos was like, if he's seen Beatty get called up before him, maybe he feels like now he could go out and take extra batting practice and work right. a little bit harder while he's down there to get his way up, earn his way up. Interesting,
1: interesting. Uh, speaking of Beatty, and I, I, I was I'm debating if I should make this third base or games overall because Beatty could come up and end up DHing a lot because of his defense. But then again, Eduardo Escobar is no, you know, Brooks Robinson at third base. Who will end up starting more games this year? Eduardo Escobar, Brett Beatty. Escobar is going to get the head start, but Beatty is the top third-base prospect in all of baseball. He's clearly close. He can get called up at any moment, especially if Escobar has a tough start to the year, and Escobar can end up becoming the right-handed DH. Uh, Do you stick with Escobar, or do you think Beatty has a chance to actually start more games than him?
3: Great. Another great one. I'm going to say it's going to be close to a split. I'll favor Escobar because he's got the head start. And I do think Escobar is going to have a good year. He's one guy I think is going to have a bounce back. So in the event Beatty does come up, I think it's going to be more about Escobar moving to the DH spot. And I think it's going to take a lot for that to happen initially. So I would probably give Escobar a three-plus-month head start over Beatty.
1: I agree with you. I think the the number one thing I agree with is I think Escobar is going to have a big year. I think that's one of the big differences offensively between last year and this year. While Escobar was great in September and the Mets probably fall behind Atlanta long before that three-game series without him in September, I think he's going to have a more complete full season, especially in a walk year like you talked about. So I think what's going to hold off Beatty from surpassing him, in my opinion, is that one of the guys who I think has a much better year this year than last. Is Eduardo Escobar, so I agree with you, Pete. You said, though, this is just for third base or this is games in total. I, you know, I'm going to say games in total. Cause Beatty could be hurt by that because there's a chance. Ba- if Vogelback sucks the way Sal mentions, and maybe they move on from him and say, boy, this guy's terrible. Beatty could end up becoming the left-handed DH. And even though Beatty's looked better defensively at third, I wonder who they would prefer defensively. So I guess we just make it games played because Beatty could be hurt by us just saying third base.
0: If that's the case, then it's going to be Escobar. I still think Escobar. But if it's th- if it's third games at third base, I think Beatty could steal the job. Because like you said, I think Escobar is going to be the DH soon, the right-handed DH, and I think Beatty will take that spot. So,
3: I don't think <laughs> that they're going to bring Beatty up to DH. I think if he comes up, he's playing third, and that's it. Pencil him in. <laughs> He's going to be the third baseman every day moving forward. And I really feel, unless an emergency, they're not going to do that until they feel his game is, like, on point. No holes in it whatsoever.
1: Even if his game gets better defensively, I know he made that comment a few weeks ago about how something clicked recently, slow the game down, and he's been so much better defensively. Even if he goes down to AAA and he's looking like, uh, you know, Scott Rowan in his prime, and he's hitting the cover off the ball, if Escobar and Vogelback are productive, what's his role? Like, would he yeah. even get called up? Would there be an avenue for the Mets to call him up? No,
3: he needs one of those guys to see. I, I think that's the avenue, is Vogelback, but he definitely needs one of those guys to underperform or get hurt. How, you're right. Where else is he going? He's not, I mean, that, that's right. it. Yeah.
1: I, I guess one of the other possibilities, and I had mentioned this in the past, is that he gets called up. Uh, Escobar plays second, McNeil plays left. You know, let's say Mark is having a down you or Brandon Nimmo gets hurt or there's an issue in the outfield as opposed to Tommy Pham starting every day or Tim LeCastro starting every day. You have a guy in McNeil who's capable of playing the outfield. Escobar is capable of playing second base and that could create an opening that way as well.
3: I thought of that too. And I actually thought last year Escobar was going to be the second baseman to start the year. Do you think Buck would do that at this point where he's basically established Escobar as the third baseman. I,
1: I think he has to because the Mets don't have a lot of outfield depth. If something happened to Nemo or something happened to Marte or Canna gets hurt, who's playing the outfield? Does right. any of us want to see Tommy Pham play every day? No, they need no. an
3: outfield. They need
1: a one anyway. So they, they need one anyway, and Jeff McNeil's capable of it. Right. And if he goes out and plays the outfield, that creates more openings. Now, they could simply... Like you said, keep Escobar third. Let's say play Guillermo at second base. Sure, they could do that. But if it wanted, if they wanted to use that as an opportunity to create an opening for Brett Beatty, that's how you do it. McNeil plays left field or right field, or wherever. Escobar plays second, Beatty plays third. Boom, you just got Beatty in the lineup. And it's really because somebody in the outfield got hurt, which is a distinct possibility. Like, are right. we really confident that Marte and Nimmo specifically are going to stay healthy the entire season?
3: No. And in the event that the, one of those guys go down, you're right. They, they're thin anyway, and if one of those guys go down, they're, they're actually screwed. They're not even thin. They're, they're screwed without either of those two.
1: Speaking of which, this is a perfect <laughs> lead-in. Brandon Nimmo last year played 151 games, which was tremendous. I, I'm not going to say is he going to play more than 151, because that's stupid. So I'm going to lower the number a little bit and go to 140. Can Brandon Nimmo play 140 games? Are we taking the over-under on that?
3: Uh, I'd probably go under. I am surprised that he's going to be ready opening day. Um, I Again, I was down there the night that it happened, and then just talking to people the next day, seeing Nimmo speak uh, on Sunday. He seemed excited about it, but the feel was that he wasn't going to be ready to go early on. So I'm surprised at that. It's always something with him. I love his work ethic. I love his attitude. He's improved. I can't imagine he's going to stay healthy for over 140 plus games again. So I'd have to take the under.
1: Yeah, I was going to make that number lower because Brandon Nimmo's track record, despite last year, is that he's going to miss a lot of time. And I'd be thrilled with a buck forty. I think I'd even be thrilled for a buck thirty. I think if you told me right now he's playing 130 games, I'd say okay. I think I take that. So I'm with you. I take the under. That's one of my bigger concerns. Uh, you say we're going to be screwed if those guys, Marte and Nimmo, get hurt. I got a tough time believing they're both staying healthy. Marte's coming off the groin injuries. Plus, he's had a history of having a tough time staying healthy. And Brandon Nimmo's always had a history of not staying healthy. You know, I, so, wondered,
3: I wonder, too, Ev, if they get Nimmo. I was just thinking about this on the fly here. Maybe they give Nimmo more DH at-bats to try to keep him. And I know what he was in center field, but let's say with a guy like LeCastro, I don't know, if that, or Fam even, whatever. Canada didn't look good in center field, but maybe you help try to keep Nimmo fresh by not putting him in center every day.
1: By the way, a 1,000%, I think that's what they're going to do. And I think that's a part of why LeCastro's on this roster over Darren Ruff. Who's the right-handed DH? Is it Tommy Pham? It's right. probably Tommy Pham, but not necessarily as the DH because it could be Tommy Pham playing center field. Brandon Nimmo's the DH. Right. Tommy Pham playing right field. Starling Marte's the DH. So I do think that... Nimmo and Marte specifically based on the injury Marte is recovering from. And obviously the Nimmo scare and his history, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that's likely how they're going to play it, but I would still, I'm with you. I take the under, I I think, I hope I'm wrong. It's one of those things I definitely want to be wrong on, but I think he's going to miss time off. Well,
0: because you just said the DH thing. I like that as an option. Plus, the fact is, you do need to be lucky a little bit. And I do feel lucky about Nemo. He signed the big contract. I think he's going to prove that he has to play a lot. So I'm going to go the over 140 on that. The over. Some confidence. Let's go.